0: The Shifts to Success Podcast, a show about business, entrepreneurship, and the people who've made remarkable shifts in their lives. All right, guys, welcome to the Shifts to Success Podcast. Um, This one is going to be a little different, so bear with me. I've not done it before, Um, but recently I've been doing, well, not recently, I've been doing it for quite a long time. Uh, I've been doing a lot of Q&A things, stories on my uh, Instagram. If you're not following me, my handle is Alexander Siri, or one word. And uh, now and then I do Q&As and I get some really cool questions that make me think. And I thought I would share the questions that I get, but also my answers. Um, I thought I'd put it into a podcast form and that way I can give some more context to my answers because there's only so much you can put on a story, right? So uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick out some of the most uh, uh, latest ones that I've got and uh, hopefully get value from it. So one of the first questions, this is a great one. I'm stressed with the job, but think I'd add to it if I started a business, thoughts. Uh, completely get where this person's at. Uh, I'm going to share my answer to this. But what often people forget about is that having multiple streams of income is a form of self-care. People forget that. Most people are stressed out their fucking minds because they only have one. They're trapped. They've got one source of income. There's a great quote. I don't know who said it, but it says, uh, if you have one source of income, you are one step away from poverty. And that causes a lot of stress because if they get stressed in their job or their situation or their environment, they can't just leave because they've got one source of income. So that's a trap, right? Now, if people had multiple streams of income, this gives you choices and control, which allow you to change your stressful situation. So it comes down to two choices, really. Number one, stay doing the same thing until you retire, which I'm assuming you don't really want if you're really stressed in the job right now. And number two, you can get to work Build a new income stream and gain your freedom. Having multiple sources of income is a form of self-care. You are looking after yourself better than ever by creating an additional stream of income, okay? What I don't want anyone to do, uh, I'm not saying this person is, but you know, I'm just saying it anyway. If you've heard the previous podcasts, you, you know what I'm like. Don't complain about something and don't do fuck all about it. No one's coming to save you. No one is coming to, coming to give you a leg up or anything like that. Be your own hero guys. you've got to take responsibility of your life and your're stressed and you're unhappy in your job. get to work. Create an additional stream of income start looking after yourself better. all right and always remember to wrap this up multiple income streams is the one of the best forms of self-care. It's not going to add to your stress. it's going to take you out of your stressful situation. All right. So the next question, I don't think this person is from the police because they would know why I made the changes. But the question is, why did you go into business instead of building... uh, Sorry, instead of uh, pursuing a career in the police? It comes down to that I would rather choose uncertainty than certain misery. Let me say that again. I would rather choose every single day of the week uncertainty than certain misery. And most people in the job, they are choosing certain misery because they can't I don't know deal with the uncertainty of starting and designing the life they want. when I was in the job as a you know I was good I think I joined in 2012 uh, and I think I was there for four years but pretty early on in my career when I, especially when I joined custody, everyone not everyone most people were freaking miserable. they were saying things such as living the dream, in a sarcastic manner, people were upset, pissed off with politics, changes in the police, their pay, overtime, all that kind of stuff, right? It was the most negative environment I've been in. And everyone was fucking complaining but not doing anything about it, right? And, you know, for me, all I heard was people counting down the years until retirement, especially, obviously, the older cops because they're coming to retirement, but they'll say, oh, you know, only five more years left. They'll ask the other person, how many more years you got left? You know, it was this kind of thing back and forth. I don't know if, you know, they put sergeants in custody suites or on purpose to when they're due to retire or what, but a lot of people were speaking like that, okay? And I thought, you know, life is more than that. The goal of life is not to fucking retire from a job, like some fucking prison sentence. The goal is to design and build a life you don't want to retire from. People are fucking backwards. I don't understand it. So for me, I, I kind of understood that pretty early on, okay? I knew that, you know, something wasn't right. And for me, there's a great quote, to know the road ahead, ask those coming back. So looking forward for those cops who were 5, 10, 15, 20 years ahead of me, I could see myself going in that direction. And I didn't want to end up like that. And, you know, I don't know, you know, if you're from the police or not, listen to this episode, but whatever career you're in, Look at those people 5, 10, 20 years ahead of you in that career. You're probably going to end up in the same situation, all right, because you're doing the same old things. And if that doesn't excite you or that makes you feel a bit bleak about your future, hey, get to work and start changing ASAP. So for me, I could see my future in the police, which was certain misery, and I'd rather choose uncertainty. And yes, it was uncertain building a business that I've never done before. Yes, it was uncertain spending the amount of money I've spent on, uh, you know, a education program. And, you know, there was loads of things I was figuring out. But guess what? I've resigned from the job in 2015 or 16. I've never returned. And I've got a second business now that's growing. I've got five employees. I've not, You know, I've, I've, I've grown. I've got better since leaving the job. And do you know what? I'm happier. No more night shifts. I'm free. I don't need to deal with any politics. I don't need to deal with any negative vibes. I'm not trapped by a pension. And I just wish more people would choose uncertainty for one or two year. They're so worried about the mortgage or the bills and stuff like that. They forget the essence of life. And that's to be happy. And making that decision, would I have made it again? Absolutely. Um, You know... And over the next few years, hopefully, I'm going to have my own family. And just knowing that I'll be there for them, that I don't need to be in a job working shifts. you know I, I, re- I listened to something called, uh, from Jordan Peterson. He's this phenomenal guy. Check him out online or YouTube. Really cool guy. And uh, he said that the most precious time in a child's development is between one and four years old, one and five years old. And just knowing that I'm going to be around for that is really exciting and that's exciting for me because I was brought up in a, you know, a shitty household. I was broke. I was brought up in a broken family where, you know, my parents argued about money and, you know, eventually they split up. And, you know, it was just a bad upbringing, in my opinion. Thankfully, I had my uncle. My uncle was, you know, thankfully told me from right to wrong and kind of put me in the right direction and things. But, um, yeah, just knowing that that decision, that one decision to build a business when I was 24, 25 and choose uncertainty at the time has allowed me to have a certain future. And that certain future is happiness, being around for my family, uh, not worrying about money so much, uh, you know, building wealth. that That is what I chose. And it's not just impacted me, it's impacted family, my kids, my future kids, my grandchildren. And it's a really nice feeling. So and it's a long answer to this, but in a nutshell, at the time, I wanted to choose uncertainty over certain misery. All right. So this next question is a bit of a uh, something completely new. I've never shared this on the podcast before. Um, I just want to say I'm not qualified as well. I'm, I'm a work in progress, especially in this area. Um, I'm not perfect in any way, and uh, I'm just going to share my thoughts. Okay. Um, the question was, just come out of a long-term relationship, 13 years. Any advice? Um, I actually said in the answer, I'm not a relationship coach, with a laughing emoji. Uh, but then I went on to explain my thoughts. And just to give some context, I was with my ex-partner for over 10 years, a decade. Uh, she's an awesome human being. Uh, we had an incredible time together, and we're still friends today. And I think we got together when I was 20, and I we broke up when I was 30. So yeah, pretty long time, right? And when I was single, I made the decision in my mind that I'm not going to settle. And I then went on to date uh, and meet uh, a few women. And I met some cool, cool people, cool human beings, right? Um, But what I've realized over the years is and this is for both sexes, the man or woman you choose to be your partner affects everything in your life. And I didn't think I knew that in my 20s. They affect, they affect your peace of mind, your mental health, the love inside you, your happiness, how you overcome disasters, your successes, how your children will be raised, and so much more. And I wanted to find someone who was less concerned about likes on Instagram and using filters and, you know, getting their body out on social media and more focused on building and growing with me as a human being so we could grow together. And what I've come to realize, especially dating a lot when I became single after 10 years, was that beautiful faces are everywhere. Very easy in today's day and age. You put a filter on, you know, you sound. And what I've come to realize of speaking to people and meeting a few people is actually beautiful minds are harder to find. And I'm not saying that, you know, the people I met didn't have beautiful minds. I'm saying that it's not what I valued and my values have to be in alignment with the person I want to settle down with. Okay. And I think, you know, just going on a tangent, but with regards to filters, uh, I think a lot of people get blinded by that and get sucked in by it. They get in a relationship and and this is today's day and age, by the way, uh, not obviously back in previous generations because they weren't Instagram or Facebook, but they get this filter on, they date and then start to realize actually they're not clicking and you just end up wasting time. And there's a few tips that I shared with this person who answered this question. And the first one was that what I've just said Beautiful faces are everywhere, but beautiful minds are harder to find. And mindset is very important because, you know, my my partner's mindset, you know, will raise our children, not her body or good looks. And I think people get focused on the body and good looks, the beautiful attractiveness from that point of view, but not actually the mindset, which I think is very important. Very, very important. So I said in this answer, when you find a beautiful face and a beautiful mind, take the opportunity. They're both important, but you need to take some time to really get to know someone and find out if they have the same values of you. The second one was that was number two. Only put energy into something, or sorry, to someone who you'll actually see a future with. You know, I started to date when I was single and... um you know, after one or two dates, I couldn't see a future with these people. And for multiple reasons. And, um, I made sure that, you know, I let them know I, I didn't ghost anyone or anything like that. I just said, you know, uh, this isn't going to work. And we kind of moved apart. Um, and again, because I'm very conscious of wasting time and I don't want to waste time being with the wrong person because that is just going to follow on to heartbreak which actually leads on to the next thing, which is number three. If you're not dating to marry, you're dating for heartbreak, right? You're wasting your time. Uh, and this is a big shift in my mindset because I wasn't a big fan of marriage in my 20s um, or anything like that. But I think, you know, it's got more important to me as I've got older. I think I'm, well, I'd say I'm more open to the facts. Um, I think that might be maturity. I don't know. But I feel like if you're not dating to marry, and it doesn't have to be marry, it's just a quote. If you're not dating to stay with someone long-term until the end, I think you're wasting your time because you want to build something with someone. You want to have a connection. You want to have memories and have experience with them, experiences with them. And uh, when I was dating these these different women, uh, you know what? It got quite repetitive. And at the end of dating, um, I still felt empty. I didn't feel any connection. And, uh, I n- noticed that pretty quick, like actually I still feel empty and it became, you know, this, this, this kind of, uh, repetitive cycle of dating the next person and dating the next person and dating the next person. Um, and each time I felt empty and empty and empty. So I think as I've got older, I've started to realize connection is really important to build something with someone. Um, the next one is, um, this big, is big one Uh, something that uh, I definitely didn't do in my twenties and I wish I did. Um, But I suppose in your twenties, you don't really think like that, right? Uh, I didn't at least, but now in my thirties and with my new partner, Um, we've been together, uh, we're approaching, uh, we're over a year and a half now, so approaching two years. And um, one of the things that I did early on in this relationship was communicate early and discuss early and what we discussed was financial expectations we discussed parenting styles beliefs uh bills how to deal with family situations what belief beliefs we want to distill into our children uh partner expectations um uh bucket lists our dream home careers education any debt any trauma ambitions and the reason we both discussed that was because love is not enough, because life is going to throw you some nasty left hooks, and you need to find out if the person you're proposing to settle down with has the same mindset and values as you. So you're in alignment. And when you're in alignment, it just I feel like it removes a lot of friction. And when you don't have the same values, the friction happens and everyone gets frustrated and unfortunately inevitable happens. So yeah, I know it sounds pretty bleak, but love is not enough. You need to discuss a lot more in detail about the values and communicate about those certain values. And one of the last things I shared was it is better to marry late than to marry wrong. This is a big one society. I think so many people have got marriage on their mind as a thing everyone in society should do because their mum and dad, their grandparents, society as a whole, are pushing this whole marriage agenda. And a lot of people rush into marrying the wrong people. And divorce rate is 47%, I believe, or it might be lower now. I don't know. It might be higher, but it's pretty high nonetheless. And I think people should maybe reflect and wait and not rush into marriage until they have those honest conversations with their partner about these expectations and, you know, the values. And I think if that happened early on, they would find out sooner if it's going to work long-term or not. And and uh, I think a lot of people rush into getting married in their 20s or 30s because society expects people to do that. And I just find it strange. Although I'm very open to, to marriage now, I feel a lot of people... Um, it's pushed onto them by society, by parents, by generations. And I just find it interesting that why do you need a piece of paper in the eyes of the law, legally binding, to prove your love? If you want to be with someone, you want to be with someone. You don't really need a ring or a document to say you're married and that is your proof of love, in my opinion. So I just find it interesting and, uh, you know, a great quote that's always stuck with me is it's much better to marry late, meaning finding the right person and making sure and doubling down on that before you make the wrong decision and end up marrying wrong. So guys, uh, that was a bit deep. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) I have, I, I looked in myself then and, uh, yeah, hopefully you got from that what you will. That's my thoughts. Um, I'm not a professional on that. As I get older, it might change. You never know. Um, This is life, right? It's a journey. So I wanted to share that. That's my thoughts. That's my opinions. Um Let me know if you've got value from that. If you like these sessions, please do leave a review, leave uh, comments in the review. I'd be more than happy to, you know, get your feedback. And uh if you follow me on Instagram, send me a question in. Uh, I'll be more than happy to answer the question as well and hopefully bring it onto the podcast so guys that's it for this episode hopefully you enjoyed this new kind of version and um yeah i'm all ears if you want to give me feedback thanks a lot guys take care and i will see you on the next episode